Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. Check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Yes, after a week, I am back. You know, had to take a week off, do some background stuff and whatnot. But after a week, I am back just to grace you all with some great, more paranormal, supernatural, spiritual people who you need to hear about their lives because they're all incredible. And if you don't recognize my voice by now, I am your host, Jeremy, here as always to try to make the world seem a little more normal. Does it ever happen? God, no. But, you know. We for John keep trying, but I am of course joined by a guest though to help with that quest tonight, as always. And my guest tonight is Linda Fay, psychic medium and tarot reader, which you all know how much I love those two things. So let's get this going. First things first tonight. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing good. I'm so hydrated and I'm full, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it should be, but. Uh, let me start off by asking the question that I ask everybody who comes to this podcast. Okay. What got you into this paranormal spiritual world that we are find ourselves in? Well, uh, funny enough, it's me cutting off my friend that triggered my spiritual awakening. <laughs> and uh, it's more like asking about the what ifs, like why, why is this happening, all that kind of stuff. And I was just scrolling TikTok one day. And then they're just talking about tarot readings. And I was like, okay, cool. So the more I kind of watch the video, it resonates so much with my current life, about my friend, got the cutoffs. I was like, this is so scary how accurate it is. It, especially it's coming off from TikTok, you know? And so I just got into it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow the psychic or tarot reading side of TikTok and see what it's about. And so that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, okay, let me ask the, let me put it this way then. When did you first start realizing you had these abilities? Um, okay, well, I was talking to her friend and she has to I think she was doing something along with her kids, whatever. 
And I was just drawing. I was just drawing a piece of paper, you know, doodling. Next thing you know, I was writing down information. I was like, what is going on, you know? And so I just keep writing down those coming to me information. And then as soon as my friend got back to me, I was like, hey, does this any words or information make sense to you? And we just went along and she's like, oh my God, yes, yes. You know, it resonates so much. And then it was, turns out her uncle that has passed that came through for her. So I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I can talk to the dead. You know, it's a very scary thought because who knew that just drawing a piece of paper can, you know, make you realize you have these abilities to talk to the other side, you know? Of, co of course. And I mean, it's also kind of almost a taboo thing because, like, it's it's a bridge. It's not supposed to be technically crossed until you reach that point. Yeah. And so it's being able to talk to them is a whole, I mean, it's, it's an ability, as I've said in this show many times, I wish I had. And <laughs> according to some mediums, I do have it. I just don't have it unlocked yet. But that's a whole nother story that I'm not going to spend an hour talking about because <laughs> it takes an hour to talk about that. So, uh, but the first thing I guess I, oh, actually, okay, here, well, the second question I ask everybody in the show, and this is where it gets fun. Okay. Have you had any experiences with, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming spirits and ghosts is going to be a yes, but any experiences with extraterrestrials or cryptids? Because I do know some psychics that can talk, to, that can kind of like talk to those different creatures. Um, For me, no, because I guess I haven't, I'm not special enough, <laughs> I guess, to be that kind of, you know, talking to them. But I do have a little bit of experience like talking to deities, deities, or gods and goddesses. Really? That, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've heard of that, but it's just not a as common an answer as I get on this show. But any particular ones by name? Or, I, I mean... Um, I think it's mostly towards the Greek side. And um, I did like a past life regression. And, you know, you know, under hypnosis and everything like that. I guess towards the end of my past life reading regression, I guess Hades, the god of underworld, he came through and I was channeling him. And he was just giving me messages about my life and what he wants me to do and stuff like that. You know, just kind of a little abide in there. And I noticed that when I channel like him and other deities, the energy feels more heavier, compacted. It's like a literally a human right beside you. But when it comes to spirits or like human that has passed, their energy feels more lighter, like airy. So there's definitely a big difference between the energies, if that makes sense. I mean, it would make sense that a deity or god, whatever you want to call them, would have more of a presence than just mm -hmm. a regular human being. But Hades, I mean, <laughs> okay, well, let me put it this way. You're talking to someone who is a huge Greek mythology buff. So yeah. the fact that you would actually get to communicate with Hades is uh, okay well one I'm jealous as hell <laughs> no pun intended no pun intended even I'm just jealous as hell about that but and for those who don't know and who are like she's talking to the devil no Hades Hades was a very complicated god according to mythology and he was not like the Satan or the Beelzebub that Christianity puts into the our devil like Hades was a whole another realm of complex Miss. Like he was just complex as could be. He he didn't want to be evil. He was forced to be evil, basically. So mm -hmm. yeah. uh, just to clear that up for anybody who just is uh, gonna drop off because she's talking the devil. No, that's not the case here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just want to make sure I just, just want to make sure I really emphasize that point because he 
he was a complex creature and I would love to talk to him. Oh my God. Just to find out if, if the mythology is true. Like that'd be the main thing. But because I swear to God, if I could talk to these things, I, that's why I'd be doing it. It's like fact checking on mythology. Like, mm-hmm. okay, did you did you really do this to Hercules? Like, like <laughs> yeah. Give yeah. me answers. Was there really a Heracles? Like, that's the question I would ask. Was there really a was there really a Heracles that was half god? Like, that's why I want to know. But mm-hmm. so let's jump back though to the well, I mean, actually. So just out of curiosity before we move back to the other side, technically. Um any other gods get thrown in there, or was it just Hades? Like, I think Hades is the most evidential for me in my case. Because, like I said, I was under hypnosis, so I was really able to feel his energy and his, you know, presence with me. Wow, I, mm, I would see. I was supposed to have a past life regression done like a year ago by a guest I had in the show, and it just, it never, it never happened, and it just. I need to reach out out. I keep saying that in every show, but we talk about it, but I just never, I never do because I'm a busy man with the amount of podcasts I have, like you said earlier, off camera, but, and thank you, Patrick. The stream does look good. <laughs> I appreciate it. And so going back over to the spirit ghostly side of things, what would, what would you say is your most, okay, I usually do this in two aspects. The first one I usually ask is what is your, what was your most like fearful or, like terrifying interaction with a spirit because um, every every medium has one that's a little terrifying at least <laughs> for me it's i guess when i when i come across a soul that doesn't want to cross over that makes sense like the two stubborn they have like grudges you know they just don't want to cross over and so they cause a disturbance in your life uh, yeah have you have you come across any that turn into like poltergeist type figures where they actually are like slamming doors or throwing things across the room? No, luckily I haven't. But when I was younger, like a child, I was I definitely saw something in my eyes. Like I can see it, but like you can't tell because you're still a kid, so you question things, you know. But for me, um, I was like playing with my little brother, and then I put like a laundry basket over me. And then, so, you know, I saw the lower half of a human body running across the hall, the room. And I was like, oh, my God, what is that? So I quickly left out the basket and it was, I thought it was my brother, but it turns out he was with my mom getting his diaper changed. I was like, wow, that's my first, I guess, closest paranormal experience. And I guess being scared kind of shut off, you know, the ability to see spirits or stuff like that. But I do feel them. I do sense them. You know, it depends what how they want to, you know, mess with my abilities, if that makes sense. Because they do mess with your abilities. Interesting. Interesting. I mean... <laughs> oh, kids. But... Uh, all right. Well, I mean, that, that would be... For me as a kid, that would be terrifying because I... I don't think I've ever seen a, a spirit yet. I mean, it's possible. I've seen one out of the corner of my... It's one. I, it's possible. I see one out of the corner of my eyes. It's very possible, especially yeah. in my house because I, I do live in a haunted house. But I've yet to actually have an encounter with one. And as a paranormal podcaster, that irks me to no degree. But, <laughs> but I, the second question I usually ask everybody is, well, every medium is, what would be the most like te- bring tears to your eyes moment you have with the spirit, like a 
like an interaction that just made you like break down in tears of happiness? Um, I guess I can say it just goes back to my past life regression because that's where I was able to really feel my guides and feel the presence energy because my mind is running like a thousand miles a day. You know, it was like 20 miles a minute because I have kids and I was like, oh my God, I got to do this and this and that. And so when I'm the most calm, relaxed state, that's when I'm able to really feel the presence and their energy. So like, I'm sorry, I'm not much, but I use tarot to communicate with them because I feel like I have kids. I wanted to make it a safe place for my kids as possible while not trying to attract unwanted guests or attachments. Well, of course. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't want, I, I try to, I mean, my, I don't think my kids have seen anything in this house. I don't think I, in the house they came from before they moved in with me, like, yeah, they possibly could have seen things. And I believe my son did, but he won't talk about it. So, I mean, I know he's seen, I know he's seen things in his aunt's house when he used to sleep over there. Like he would see things there because their house is very haunted because there was a tuberculosis hospital behind the grounds where their house is and they got torn down and all that stuff. But still, the, of course, tearing down a building doesn't get rid of the spirits. But mm -hmm. If anything, it sets them free. <laughs> but Yeah, I know. <laughs> so as a medium what would you say is like the or a medium psychic what is the most common work you do for people um i think just see if their loved ones have any messages for them because like i told me my boundaries i have ethics more go to that i will not go into like missing cases cold cases cases like that you know involves law enforcement because it's just out of respect to your family. And so I'm used to, you know, just I prefer to just connect with them, see what they have to say. But usually every time they come with me a question, their loved ones always avoid the questions and bring in a more important message for them to hear, you know? So it's yeah. really funny how that works. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, I would hope if my I would hope if my loved ones came back and were talking to me, they would tell me something about how to get more money or something like that. Like, you know. Give me something that's going to help me. Don't just, answer, don't just answer my questions, which are never going to be the right questions to ask anyway, because as humans, we don't know what to ask spirits in the long run. I mean, we, we want to ask them things because we get our emotions tied into it when we really should be asking them more, I guess, intelligent questions is the best way to put it. Like, I don't really have the right word for that. But so... Have you ever, but it, well, you said you don't like to like pry into cold cases, but if you were asked to help with a cold case, would you like if a family asked you to help with it? Um, I would have to get involved with law enforcement because again, it's asking for a lawsuit because if I get the wrong information, that's a lawsuit against me. Well, okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. In, in this day and age, I can hundred percent see that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I could see myself getting sued for <laughs> some someone saying I put the like one wrong phrase in the description of a podcast. Like I could easily see, I could see that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see that. Like everybody's too happy these days, you know. Oh but, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I've actually, I, I mean, I've inter only reason I asked because I've interviewed a few psychics who, like, I actually just released an episode last week with a psychic detective, and she's mm -hmm. helped she's helped solve tons and dozens of dozens of cold cases of missing children and whatnot because she, she she worked with law enforcement though like they even gave her a badge like they gave her an honorary badge because she helped so much so i mean it's always it's always a route to look down that's why i always try to tell her like mediums like it's always a route you can look down if you actually want to possibly even make a little money off it like because 
cops, I believe police will pay if they think they're going to get the answer. I yeah. Believe. I mean, don't don't quote me on that, please. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't I don't need the police organizations contacting me like stop saying we're going to pay for services we're not going to pay. For. <laughs> but, yeah. But for uh, me, um, I just feel like you know, with being a medium, you know, you're going to attract all kinds of spirits because they know you're able to communicate with them. So I guess for me, you know, knowing my luck, if I go out there and help investigate, I bring an attachment home. <laughs> knowing me, just my luck, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I believe, I mean, other memes have said that there's, they used to have to be forceful with the spirits and tell them, like, you cannot come with me. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, back up, five feet, back up. Like, stay, yep. you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to pass in my house. Like, just no. But, I mean, every every spirit's different, too. So you never know. There always could be the, the malevolent ones who just want to cause some harm, want to cause some damage, whether it be emotional or whatnot. And they just, like, Okay, here's my chance to do it. I'm gonna hop in. <laughs> but, yep. Yep. So, have you ever have you ever come across a famous spirit by chance? Um, I don't think so. I haven't because I haven't had that many clients. Is this mostly whoever comes through for them? Yeah. And it's mostly the grandparents that comes through for me. But famous clients, no. <laughs> I was hoping to maybe one day if I do expand myself out there, but right now, I think it's just safe for me to stay within the family members. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, of course, you, you gotta work your way up there. Right? I get it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I had this one guest on my show way back in the beginning, like a year and a half ago, and she, I follow her on Facebook still, and she's, she in the past life was Billy the Kid's wife, mm-hmm. and so she. She supposedly can communicate with Billy the Kid on like whenever she wants. So it's very, it's very interesting. Like it's, it's kind of, I mean, I always ask the same thing of like past life regressionists. I'm like, have you ever done one where it's actually like they were King Arthur in a past life or something? <laughs> like, like yeah. something, you know, I keep hoping to get the one that's going to say, oh yeah, they were John F. Kennedy in a past life. I'm like, I have questions. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I love it. So, what do you believe? Let, well, let me do this because I have a theory that I like to put out there for mediums and see what they think. Okay. It's a theory. It's a theory about the different types of spirits we encounter in this world. Because my theory is is that when we're when we die, we are basically baby ghosts in a way, and we are just like fog. We're just like a mist, a fog. We can't really give shape to ourselves yet. And then once we get a little older, as go a little older in our spirit lives, we can become a shadow person where we can actually make a shape. We can't make it look like us yet or anybody else, but we can make it. We can make a shape of a human being at least. And then the final evolution, I think, is the full body apparition that you see in pop culture. You see in Ghostbusters, all that type of stuff. Like yeah, and and that some people have seen in real life i mean i've seen pictures of them too for god's sake so i mean they exist but mm-hmm. it's just it, it's rare it's it's here and there it's not often but so what do you think of this like do you do you have a theory about like the different types of ghosts or like or what or what a shadow person really is i think so yeah um it's just from three years since i've been doing like these kind of stuff i think it's a difference because i think Ghosts and spirits are more two different things. Ghosts, they don't really interact with you. They like to stay on their own lane, if that makes sense. 
but spirit guides or people that has passed that like to interact with you, that like to be part of your life, you know, they're just kind of like humans. Yeah. And Makes then sense. I guess like shadow people. I don't know, my friend had this story too about shadow people where they're once guarding the land, kind of like the Native Americans. They guard the lands, they guard the lands and do what they have to do. They had a job or chore to do. And then when the humans came along, destroyed the property and stuff, that's where they got angry. So now they're considered shadow people because it's their anger, their resentment towards human destroying the land. So like I said, it's, well, it is a very interesting theory. I'm not saying it's true, but it's an interesting theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have no proof for it. It's just a theory I developed after talking to people for so long. And it's just like, eh, I kind of like to bring it up whenever I talk to someone who deals with spirits. But let me, well, I mean, it's funny you say that about protecting the land, though, because I don't know if you know about... I, Oh, you're in the East. I know you're on the East Coast, but um, I, I don't know if you heard of the Dark Watchers out in California. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they've been they've been seen since Native American times, colonial times. Like they've been seen since the first explorers went in California. Just these huge shadow beings in the woods that would watch people, and it's I mean, as terrifying as that would be to me, <laughs> but I mean, it's just it seems like they're guardians of the forest, which. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. Maybe there is different classifications of shadow people. I've also had different people I interviewed tell me that shadow people are interdimensional creatures who are who feed off people's uh, negativity, or they, they like they like to feed off negativity, so they'll make a house feel negative, and people fight more, and then they have more to feed off of. Yeah. I, so before I experience with shadow people, I just feel like. I feel like they're neutral beings. So it's like whatever energy you give off, they're gonna thrive off of it. If you're happy, they're gonna thrive off of it because energy is energy to them. It's like feeding them that makes sense. So that get that's just my personal experience and what my intake with them, you know. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. It it would make sense if that was the way it was. And for, I mean, of course, we'll never know the real reason they're around until someone actually can find a way to communicate with them. But that's not anytime soon. I don't think it's gonna happen. But yeah, we'll see. But it's and are you Native American? I didn't want to assume, but no, I'm not Native American. I'm Hmong. Like, uh, we're kind of basically known for the Vietnam War, where we helped the CIA out to fight against the Vietnam or the Viet Cong people. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Ooh, damn! I wish I. Okay, we might have some questions about some cryptids over there a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I knew that. I would have given a little more prepared for that. But, uh, but. All right, so let me ask you this. What do you, if you think that they're guarding the land, do you think Bigfoots have the same purpose? I think so too. Yeah. Was, I wish I could know more because when I ask about these questions, I get shut down immediately. <laughs> like it's not my place to know or ask, you know? So Which, I was like, oh, go ahead. Oh, that, I mean, that's curious that you. You get shut down by spirits when you ask about that type of stuff. But yeah, all my spirit guides, yeah. Because they're like, right. well, you have something better to do. Focus on that. Do this and that. So I just feel like it's kind of way of protecting me. To kind of stay in my lane. <laughs> well, I mean, that means that your spirit guides either, A, realize that Bigfoot are protected by something, whether it be government or extraterrestrial, who knows. But, because I have my own theories on that one. But... Uh, or, I mean, what if Bigfoots are spirits? That's a something I gotta something I gotta kind of hypothesize on now. Because what if they are just spirits of the forest and 
That's why we can't get clear pictures of them. That's why we. It, that's why it's hard to find them. But yet they leave footprints somehow. I I can't explain that if they're spirits. But all right, you you gave me something to really hypothesize on now for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be thinking about this for a few days, I'm sure. But because I mean, it's it's come across before that they might be forest spirits, just here a type of fae almost, just to protect the forest. But it just seems more like they're skin and bone, but maybe they are. Maybe they're, I don't even know the right word, but maybe they're skin and bone spirits where they exist on the plane, but they're actually some kind of spirit at the same time. I mean, it's actually hurt, it's actually hurt my head a little to try and wrap my head around <laughs> that. But <laughs> yeah. For me, um, I, don't, I just like, you say, I agree. They're more like protector and guard of the forest. And like I said, we truly don't know about the spirit world because obviously they're not going to give us answers because I feel like if they give us to do the answers, it can fall to the wrong hands. You know? So I guess it's, it's their right to protect their world too, as we protect our wor- world. Uh, Alright, well, well actually, I want to go back a little because you, you, you did, we kind of brushed over it, but you did say that you saw a spirit when you were a kid. Yeah. So, You've had this ability since you were a kid then, have you not? If I'm not mistaken? I guess so, but I wasn't aware because I'm not live yeah. at that time. It's very messy. And so that's the only time I saw a spirit. But other times, like I said, my life is very hectic and, you know, me and my mom didn't have a good relationship at that time. But I didn't discover disabilities until my friend triggered my spiritual awakening. Yeah, which... I mean, yeah, of course, a spiritual awakening has to happen for people to realize they have these abilities even. I mean, some people realize it when they're like a young kid, like three or four. Some people don't realize it until later. It kind of depends a lot on family aspect. If your family is going to shut you down if you start talking about it or if they're going to encourage it, that's always a big factor in it is if your family is going to be okay with it or if they're going to like hush you up saying like, don't talk about that. People are going to think you're weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've interviewed a lot of people whose families shut them up at a young age and they kind of block the ability for a while because of that. But, and then it's the other side of just not spirits, not really showing themselves to you enough to really like be able to grasp the fact that you can do it. It's, I mean, cause every kid supposedly sees a ghost once or twice because they're more susceptible to seeing it. Mm-hmm. But, I think, and, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Oh, no, please go. I was going to say, um, I'm sure my kids have abilities too. I'm sure. Especially my son. He's very, very sensitive to things. And he's like me. So I can see it, you know. So for me, I don't shut my kids' abilities down because it's a taboo. I just want him to live his life as a kid. He's so young. Enjoy your life as a kid. Don't worry about this world world until you get old enough to worry about it. You know? And as my meet him and myself, I want my son to take it, my lessons from me or my kids, or anyone who's pursued mediumship and stuff, you know, because there's a lot more when it comes to mediumship than just seeing spirits. You have to learn how to protect yourself, protect your environment, your home, banishing, all that kind of stuff, you know? Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, you have to protect yourself. You have to protect others around you. If you're doing an, if you're doing an investigation in someone else's property, you have to be able to protect their kids their pets what have you mm-hmm. but it's just what i mean it is what it's part it's part of the role it's part of the role you have to be a protector as well as a seer kind of mm-hmm. and which, 
which I mean, it makes it more respectful, honestly, in my, in my opinion, it makes it more respectful of a thing because you're, you have an ability and you're going to uphold it right, which there are, there are those who don't and they, sh- they need to be a little more <laughs> secure in it, I think. But, yeah. But let me ask you this. Let me, let me go here though. If your son has it, are you going to nurture it or are you going to like try to try to like keep it from him kind of like that's the question i'm just gonna tell him oh you're not seeing things you know that's why just tell him to ignore them is this it depends on the situation to be honest or what it's required me to do mostly i just tell him you know hey there's nothing there you know but i do tell him you know if you see something you have to communicate with me so i know so i can protect you guys yeah i mean you gotta let him know that all spirits are not you gotta let them know you may be seeing these things, but not all of them are going to be good or beneficial to you. There, some of them may have more malevolent, I guess is the best word, motives. Like they may have more malevolent, malevolent motives, like towards, especially with kids, because they know kids are going to be more susceptible to believing things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, they could easily, and well, actually, okay, we'll get to we'll get to this next question in a second. But I want to say I'm loving your husband. I'm loving your husband right now because. <laughs> He says Bigfoot's a fact and respect, <laughs> but and apparently you know Norse gods as well. But have you ever? My question on that is: Have you ever communicated with Norse gods at all? Because I mean, that's the other that's the other gods that I know really well is Norse Norse and Greek. I mean, I know other ones too, but those are the two I studied a lot about. Um, for me, I tried to research every pantheon or what you can say pantheon or what they're from. Because I'm very open-minded. I love knowledge, you know. And they say knowledge is power. So that's why I do. I just learn myself a bit more about them, how they function, you know, how they worship and everything like that. You know, it doesn't mean I want to reach out to them. I just want to, you know, get to know them a little bit, you know. Well, of course. I mean, you don't... I mean, I sure as hell would not want to reach out to Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's not... That's one God that... I mean, I, would, I wouldn't mind talking to him, but there'd have to be some protective stuff around because I don't trust him as far as I could throw him probably. And I could mm-hmm. probably can't throw him for anything because he's a damn God, but it's just, he has a bad, he's a bad history. In mythology. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's not, he's not the Disney version. That everybody loves. <laughs> yep. But, and y'all, Patrick also said that your people are very close to the spiritual world, like Native Americans away, which of course, I mean, if they've, if they've been around for generations, they're going to be close to spiritual because they were around probably before civilization really was a thing and they lived in, and they communicate with nature on a daily basis and people back then had abilities we don't have now. Mm-hmm. Plus the spirit, the spirit world was a lot more open to them because we didn't, we didn't make the spirits mad at that point yet. Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't until we started exploring the world and, crossing borders we shouldn't cross and that's when we started pissing everybody off in the spirit world because we were decimating cities and people and populations and it was just horrible horrible <laughs> I can't. yeah i'm not going on that rant because that's a rant <laughs> long, half, half hour long because i <laughs> my, my my grandfather told me my whole life what we did to the natives in america was horrible and that we we should all be ashamed to this day of what we did to them so which i agree with so and uh, same thing goes for across the world. But white men do stupid shit. That's just the bottom line here. <laughs> That's the bottom yep. line. 
<laughs> so, but touching on that a little bit, I want to ask you about one of my favorite cryptids from Asian cultures, the Ahul. Have you heard of it or no? No, <laughs> I haven't. Well, it's it's A-H-O-O-L in case I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's basically a giant bat cryptid that has been seen in Java, Indonesia, and around like that area. And I it's it's one of the most prevalent Asian cryptids I talk about whenever we're doing on my other podcast, whenever we're doing that topic. Like I always talk about the Ahul because it's basically a Batman, <laughs> but <laughs> for lack of a better word, but I just I uh. well let me ask you this. Do your do your people have any famous cryptids or creatures that they hold in like legend or in revere? Um, for my people, we worship, we talk about the dragons all the time. Just dragons. Okay. You, yeah. You, you, you just got my, you just literally <laughs> snap my head and get my attention. Like dragons. Yeah. I, well, since I know you're on the East Coast, let me put it this way. I had a paranormal investigator who told me that in Pennsylvania, he, he investigated reports of dragons being seen outside of mines. Ooh. Which, I mean, dra- dragons would be, mines would be a place, I, if dragons are still around, that you would find them, I think. Because in legend, dragons like to be around treasure or shiny things. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and they were always in caves. So that to me would make sense. And it also kind of ties into the hollow earth theory, which we're not going to, I'm not going to go too far into because <laughs> that, that's a whole episode right there is the hollow earth theory. But, but the dragons that, you, that your people would worship, I'm guessing they were more along the typical Asian dragon of like snake-like more than the European dragon of big wings and flying around. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, it's a mixture. It depends on what the dragon's aspects and their personality of what they guard and what they do. Because we do believe like it's water dragons, earth, sky, it's just the elements. Um, they can be dragons too, just pretending to be animal. It's just all kinds of superstition theory. But like for a very known superstition on my culture that pregnant women cannot go near a body water because if you do, then that's the dragon spirit taking your baby away. Interesting. Yeah. So Which- we have so, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just funny because I've heard that before in some, I mean, some fiction books I've read. But, I mean, they always take that stuff from some ancient belief or some some people's belief. They always take it from somewhere. They yeah. Just make this, they don't, they don't just make this stuff about, out of thin air. So. so, wow. I mean, I could see that, though. I mean. Because dragons were originally, I mean, the elemental thing always makes, always is why I heard is that they were just protectors of the land, kind of. And I mean, I don't want to grow pop culture with it, but <laughs> Iron, Iron Fist, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what that's kind of like the most prevalent, more modern depiction I could think of that kind of does it right for dragons. But if we're not going to go with the European knight slaying dragons, bullcrap, <laughs> bullcrap, bull but. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one case in history where I believe that actually happened, and that was with one of the saints. But I forget mm-hmm. his name. I forget his name. I, actually, was his name Patrick? It might have been. I don't remember. But, but, 
And you guys have Bigfoots over there too, right? Because Bigfoots are worldwide, just different names. Not from I know of, because my people, we don't talk about that. We just talk about dragons. And um, we have shamans. And so in order to be a shaman, you have to be chosen by the spirit to be shaman. And when you become a shaman, you can have either like a dragon guide to kind of guide you. That's why I said each dragon has their own duties and responsibilities in my culture. Mm-hmm. And then so some of Go ahead. So they're kind of like spirit guides in a way almost. Yes, almost yes. But they, from what I know and heard that they don't really like humans. <laughs> so that's very, very picky. Well, I wouldn't like humans either if I was a different creature. But <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with that. So, wow. And just because um, the... I'm just going to bring this up because it's been a huge topic lately in the paranormal world since, well, for the last 10 years or so, since supposedly an incident happened. Um, the giant of Kandar, I don't know if you heard about that story. A little bit, yeah. But, ba- oh, okay, for those who haven't heard about it, it's bit, ba- uh, which if you're listening, this one you've heard about that, then what are you doing? But uh, the giant of Kandar was basically a military, American military got called beca- into a fight because they're compatriots were being called on the radio basically screaming and saying they're being attacked by something and supposedly they killed a giant over in the Middle East and I think I want to say Iraq but I could be wrong and basically I'm just kind of curious like have you ever heard stories of dragons from like the part of the world your people are from yes um I want to um, disclaimer first that the dragons that's associated with my culture is different than dragons that witches or whatever associate with. I just want to put a disclaimer that there's a big difference between my dragons that my culture associate with and other witches, pagan dragons kind of type. You know what I'm talking about? And so... Oh, for- did I say dragons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my bad. I, I, was st- I still have dragons stuck in the brain, but... <laughs> I meant to say giants. <laughs> okay, uh, I was okay. You're giants and dragons. Okay, uh, giants. Um, not really. No, because like I said, we're all about dragons and stuff. Uh, because right. um, we do live like our people were kind of like Laos, Vietnam, and Thailand. So they're kind of in those main country parts, and they live in the mountains. So we don't really have those kind of experience because I guess it's just depending on the region location. Well, of course. I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's also hypothesized because of all the giant graves found in America, too, that giants once, I mean, giants, Enochs, whatever you want to call them, once lived across the whole world. Yeah. And supposedly the ones that are left survived the great flood that's in every mythology ever. And those are the ones that are left, the ones that survived the great flood. And if you're living in the mountains, that would be where they would probably survive floods is by going to higher elevations. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my thinking, but I could be completely off on that. But uh, I said I had to ask. I had to ask because it's that general part of the world. I mean, I know it's still a good distance, but there's just like Bigfoot, they're supposed to be everywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, we let's see, I'm drawing blank right now, but um, we do have a spirit that, um, I guess it's mostly when. It comes to being a shaman. When you're a shaman, you have the ability to really see or experience all kinds of creatures because you're more open. You know, you're a medicine, you're a healer stuff. So I can't really say 
much about it because we don't really talk about it. We're just most talk about dragons, dragons this, dragons that, you know, because we believe them are some of them are fierce protectors, some of them are the bad dragons and stuff, you know. But I do mm. remember saying that um, if you point your finger to the full moon or any phases of the moon, you get cut behind your ear. And so as you as soon as you put your finger to the moon, you lick your um, index finger and put slime up behind your ear because that's disrespecting the goddess of the moon. Huh. Yeah, so it's like a little superstition of ours. All right, that's that's unique. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I, I like to hear stuff like that, so that's that's awesome. But, all right, well, why don't we, when did you first start practicing tarot? That we'll, we'll jump into that. Um, my first start in tarot was when, um, I guess when it comes to my friend, I have to cut off my friend because I so said, going back to that tarot reading on TikTok, I was like, wow, maybe I should, you know, get some tarot cards and kind of, you know, instead of going to everybody about my problems, my personal life, I can just go to the cards about my own personal problems in life because, you know, at that time. I didn't really have any friends, so I like going to my friends about my personal problems in life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I learned that to, you know, separate my problems from my friends because some of them don't really want to see you do well in life. They just want to see you, you know, do bad in life. So that's my turn to tarot cards. It's like maybe I can give myself some advice and just keep my mouth shut and not go to everybody about my problems. Well, I mean... Okay, well, if everybody in the world did that, the world would be a better place. Just saying, but uh, I mean, that's I mean, I could see that. I mean, I, I, I never have been, I never had friends per se most of my life. I mean, I always had a select few, but I never, I didn't like going to, I never like going to other people with my problems because it just seemed like they didn't care or they wanted to, or they would just run their mouths and make things worse, which is always the best part of life. But mm-hmm. saying that sarcastically, of course, people. But if you can't tell, so I mean, it it makes sense. But so with tarot, do you actually get the answers you're looking for, or? Oh uh, yes, I do. That's if I only follow what tarot tells me to do. That makes sense. So, for example, let's just say, um, I want to say, should I quit this job? And I say yes, but after you quit this job, make sure you have like Plan B or something to back you up. And so that's where it comes. Free will comes in play. If I follow what Terrell says for me to do, yeah, the prediction's going to be accurate. But if I don't, I just quit my job and relax a little bit, then the prediction is not going to come true, you know, because like I said, it's based on your free will. Yeah, which I mean, I mean, free will is always an issue because we always have to, we always have free will. And whether it be a good or a bad thing, which in a lot of cases, it's it can damage us. It can be a bad thing because free will, it's only... Free is, I mean, it's free will, but it all depends how intelligent the person is too and about making the right decisions, which a lot of people in this world do not make the right decisions to begin with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of people who say, oh, I'd rather go spend this money on a night out than go put a payment in my car. Then, yeah. yeah. If you're, if, if you're going to make decisions like that to begin with, then you're not going to listen to what the tarot cards are telling you and you're not going to, it's just not going to be a good situation. <laughs> I mean, those people are the ones who don't get ahead in life ever because they don't try to help themselves they just go to their vices always which mm-hmm. i mean this is, I'm, not, I'm not a life coach it's not like coach podcast i shouldn't be going off these rants but, 
So, ha- have you done tarot card readings for other people, though? That's the question. Yes, I have. I've done it on Facebook and then a streaming platform called Meet Me. I have. I've done it for three and a half years. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who sing your praises because you help them. Yeah. Um, I guess right now business is kind of slow because, I don't know, it's just business. <laughs> And plus, oh, with TikTok coming around, you know, there's a lot of tour readers out here now. So it's like a competition in this industry. Oh, yeah. I've interviewed my share of them. And I, gr- girls I grew up with, I went to church with, are doing tarot card readings now online. So it's just like, it's a whole nother world that I never saw coming when I was younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I like to say all the time in the show that like psychics, mediums, tarot card readers, when I was growing up in the 90s, they were just those little shops you see in the side of the road that like you never saw any cars at or anything. And it was just always, your parents always tell you, Oh, don't waste money on that. That's all frauds. Yep. <laughs> or you see them at carnivals and that type of stuff. But since in the last 30 years, the, the world has changed completely. Like the world has changed completely. There was a spiritual awakening, whether you believe it was in 2012, 2013 or 2015, I've heard all three, but I mean, there's a spiritual awakening and people are starting to realize there's more to this world than just the nine to five grind and going home to your family. Like there's, there's more out there that you can explore and there's more out there you can find, which all the, all three of those topics fall into that. So as well as extraterrestrials and all that stuff too. But (laughs) yeah, I think ever since COVID hit, I think that's when really things really start coming to light, like all those creatures and ghosts and spirits just, Started to come a little more now. You know what I mean? Which is scary in a way, almost because it's like, mm-hmm. what 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 was COVID then? Was that like a test or was it like a rapture of types? Like, what the heck was it? Like, I don't. Like, <laughs> are we in the apocalypse and we don't realize it? Like, yeah. who knows? Like, it's just. Uh, I mean, just thinking about it gives me the heebie-jeebies. But yeah, <laughs> same. But it's just. It's what I noticed when I observed. I could be wrong, you know, but it's what I noticed and observed during COVID yeah, I mean, times. It definitely, I mean, COVID brought about a lot of things with people being stuck at home. They were looking for new things to do, new ways to entertain themselves because they couldn't do what they used to do. So podcasters grew by the by the hundreds and thousands. Like if I started this before, if I started this podcast before COVID, I probably would have got been already had a pretty big following by now but i mean after covid everybody and their mother was a podcaster so it's yeah. just it is what it is i just i never got into it at that point i never thought about even being one at that point just life didn't work that way but it's fate i think so i don't question it but and but people became podcasters people people started embracing their spiritual side all these men i know people who did astral projection and lucid dreaming like classes online during COVID because they had nothing else to do and because they were affordable. So it's just people, people start realizing there's more to this world that they could do mm. and they can explore this world in ways they never thought possible. And who wouldn't jump on that opportunity? Like, like really who wouldn't like, it's just, it's something new. It's something great. I mean, I, I don't hate on it. I love it. It, this world is a better place now because of that. Mm-hmm. I, at least in some degree. I mean, if everybody started accepting the fact that these things are real, then the world would be a, a better place altogether because then people would realize humans fighting with each other shouldn't be what's happening. Humans should be trying to explore this and find out everything we can from the spirit world to help prevent our 
eventual demise, which some say is coming sooner than others, but I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> about when the, when the apocalypse is supposed to happen. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, on the news, they're saying there's a solar flare coming in 2024 that's going to wipe out people, which I don't, I, I hope they're wrong. I really do. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, new, the news is usually wrong. So I think they're going to be, but it's, who knows? I mean, there's a thousand possibilities. I mean, for my kids' sakes, God, I hope it's not true. But I mean, I live long enough. If, 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 if it happens, it happens in my world. But my kids' sake, I don't want it to happen. But so, oh, yeah. well, with a little bit of time left, would you mind demonstrating a reading if you don't mind? Sure, of course. So, did you have any questions or you just want to see what pops up for you? Uh, I mean, I usually lean towards the financial side of things, but okay. let's, just, let's just see what pops up. You know what? Let's, okay. I'm going to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little different tonight. I, I feel like me asking for financial advice all the time is kind of like <laughs> working against me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see. But again, I just want to put a disclaimer out that this is how I do my readings. You know, I just, there's no, there's, there's no really right or wrong way to read tarot. But again, this is how I do my readings, you know, because there's so many people who gatekeep tarot. Oh, you shouldn't do that or you can't read tarot like that, you know. So is this, if people gatekeeping now, is this very unsettling? And it's very discouraging for people who actually does want to learn tarot and use it for a coping mechanism. You know what I mean? Of course. Let's see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, all good. So I can tell your life is a bit messy right now because the white cards are going everywhere. So your life is be kind of messy right now. My life's always messy, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dark. Okay. Let's see. So you got the Ace of Swords reverse. You got the Devil reverse. It's not a bad card. <laughs> and you got the... Let's see. Five of Cups in reverse, and then you got the Four reverse. Again, the Devil card is not a bad card. Um, it just feels like how do I say this? Um, you have a, a idea or a situation that you want to pursue or do. It's not towards financial money rights. It's just like a a new creativity, you know, a new idea. But it's kind of like you're talking yourself out of it. It's kind of like a, well, I call it rubber better, but you're like, you're in and out. You're like, ah, should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, that's where the full card comes in reverse because like you're just scared of taking chances or new opportunities in your life because it's something you feel like, is this going to affect me in the long run? Is this something going to benefit me? Just a lot of thinking, <laughs> you know. But um, they say that you tend to be in your feelings, your emotions too much more than listening to what your mind is telling you and so right now they're saying that when it comes to a situation like this you need to release yourself from feeling the emotions that's what holding you back if you're being so emotional about a situation really you need to be more logical 
approach the logical way. So this is where the devil card reverse says that you need to release yourself from being too emotional about the situation. You need, you need to be more logical. Hmm. So... Yeah. That can apply to a lot of things. So that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> but I can see, I can try to narrow it down to see what they're talking about. Hmm. hmm. So. It feels like this a man or not a man, but like a masculine person. It could be male or female, but just someone who has the masculine energy that um that has a clear a good head on those shoulders. It's kind of like someone you look up to, you know, for a bias, just very a good role model in your life, but it feels like you're just kind of pleasing them if that makes sense. Like you want their approval, you want them to, you know, kind of guide you in life a little bit. So this is where I say about the King of Swords right here. But they're saying that you just need the way you rely on them or look up to them. It kind of hinders you from making your own choices and decisions. Hmm. Yeah, and then the magician in reverse and the empress reverse just says that you're just. It's like you don't. I'm not trying to call you out, but the empress to me seems like you don't have enough self love and self awareness to make your own decisions on your own. It's so like it's kind of like you ask people for advice, and you kind of go off based off their advice. Does that make sense? So you kind of surround or expand on their advice, but not actually going through on your own advice, what you think is right. It's it's interesting because I really don't talk to anybody for advice. Like besides, I mean, my wife and I talk things out, but like I don't go to anybody in my family or anything for advice or any older person I know. So that's. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of. So, I kind of got my curiosity going about who that who they're talking about. So I say it could be man and woman. Um, who has you know? I can try to see a little bit more. So I say it could be man and woman. Is it someone who has a good stable job? Uh, they tend to get over situations pretty quickly or just kind of get up and brush themselves away from the situation, you know? And they have this mindset attitude of like where I don't know, it's kind of like to kind of mimic or marry you a little bit. It was kind of like they just unsure or not sure. It's just, I don't know. It's like their age is confusing, you know, because it's like I think it feels like they have their guard up, so they don't really want people to kind of, you know, read into how they really are. It's like they're very secretive about their life and everything. So I don't know if that adds up for anything. No, I can't. I honestly can't think of where it does, but. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're right. fine. No, that's why, that's why I love these things, because it makes me think. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, tarot is a good way to get you thinking for sure. Who do I ask for advice? Huh. <laughs> well, it can be like a friend or just someone like you kind of look up to a little bit. There's someone you, I just feel like it's someone you're so cool where you're like, you guys 
don't talk much. I feel that distance between you guys. Like I talk much, when you guys talk, you guys do talk. When you guys don't, you guys don't talk. That kind of friendship. Okay. Ki- you want to talk ki- about? Ki- kind of makes me think of my brother in a way, my my younger brother, but still. Yeah. Huh. So that's probably who they're referring to. It's kind of like you go to him when you go to him. And you don't. You don't go to him. So that's probably the one that's pointing out right now. Is your brother? Yeah, I mean that's. That's, that's the only person I could think of that like has that relationship with me. Yeah, because they're making me feel the distance or the gap between you and your brother, like I explained earlier. But I just feel uh-huh. like that's probably why your brother's energy is so confusing is because he's all over the place too. More than you are. It's like he doesn't know what he wants to do in life. Well, well yeah, neither of us does. So that's 100% correct. <laughs> that's 100% correct. <laughs> Huh. So, yeah, actually, that does make sense because I do, when I ask this advice, I usually tend to take it instead of like, even if it goes against what I was thinking of doing to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, when when your younger brother, you think he and you, it seems like he has his head on more than you do. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> good to good to know for future reference though that. I should maybe really start following my own head a little more, but yeah, because I, I actually just had a chance to do a job change, even though I just started a job like what was it four months ago now, almost like a little over four months. So, like, I, uh, eh, I don't know, I could have maybe, maybe, but then again, the, the other job has, hasn't hit me back in a week and a half now, so I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things, but. Wow, a lot to think about, and that's why I love tarot card readings because it just gives you so much to think about about your life, and it's just like, <laughs> no, you're fine. That's probably the try to tell you is that you need to kind of um just be on your own person and not really rely on your brother as much. Huh. So, like, so it could be wrong, but it's just you know what, it just feels like you. How to say it? It is. I've seen like this little bit of jealousy going on between you and your brother. Like, it's more like of him. It's nothing bad, Josie. It's just like I wish I can have that kind of thing for him. It's like I wish. Oh yeah, he always see. Mm-hmm. He always he always seemed to live a better life where he has a better financial situation going on, and where he, uh, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have kids or anything either, so it's a completely different situation. But <laughs> you know, I mean, you have kids, you know. But yeah, <laughs> it's a completely it's a completely different situation when you're a. Uh, when you're just married in your thirties, first married and having kids. But, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but all right, I I have a lot to think about now, and that's why I love this. And listeners, see, this is why tarot card rings are a good thing, listeners. And I advise you all to get your own, get your get your get your cards read. See what happens. You might it might improve your life somehow. You don't know. You don't know, and that's the best part. If you listen to the advice, something great comes in. But. Let's see. let's just wrap it up at this point by saying, where can they find you if they want this done? And that's why I like to do this last because I like to be able to segue into that. But <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook business page is Linda Linda Spiritual Corner, or you can find me on Facebook of uh, Linda Faith Fourth. I do have a TikTok. Uh, I forgot the TikTok's name because <laughs> it's just new to me. Now, um, I do have an Instagram too. Well, um, you you can you, you can always message me all those in on Messenger, and I'll put them on the podcast description anyway, so people can just go to them. But 
Okay. But uh, before we go, I do have a spirit that's come through for you. I'm not sure if you have her come through before, but she's a grandmother from your dad's side of your family. She's a little bit tall, short. She's the medium height range, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I see her hair is like, it's kind of like Betty White. It's perm. It's taken care of. Like, she likes to dress up good and nicely. I can see her putting perfumes all like, she likes to present herself well. And then uh, I, accurate, very accurate. And then I do see her wear glasses like you, but it's like she takes them on and off. She doesn't wear them often, but she takes them on and off. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now she's bringing out something about rubber duck. I don't know what rubber ducks mean. I, I got no clue on that one, but okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's like um a little toy or something, but it just feels like she's referencing you back when you're little, like this like a rubber duck that you play when you're uh, like little. little. Maybe I I have no recollection of that, but that's highly possible. No, you're fine. And then she's saying that you know she's giving me details for herself. She's religious. She went to church. Did she go to church? Your grandmother. Mm, for the most part, yes. I mean, I don't I don't know when she was younger, but she she went to church every week, as far as I know, when she was older. Yeah, and then I can see her baking. Like she loves to bake. Like it's her passion. She loves to bake. Like I see her, I can see her open the oven, put food in, in and out. I just see her in the kitchen all the time. If it's the one on my father's side, she wasn't big on baking, but she was big on cooking, but not yeah. baking. I mean, but so I mean, yeah, it's possible. I mean, neither of my grandmothers was huge on baking, but okay. So it's not baking, then it's cooking. Like I see her in the oven, in the kitchen a lot. Um, and then like this, like pots or flowers like she likes plants something with plants she likes plants a lot and like i can see like she's showing me like she's holding a pot of plant on her palm and she's like she just kind of like loving embracing it it's like i feel like it's like a stress relief for her it's just kind of her alone time away from people like i see her as a social person but at the same time she withdraws and just enjoys her own personal space i don't know who this i'm connecting to but she's giving me details just about her life herself and her life I'm trying to think because my grandmother on my mother's side, who's still alive, she's the one who loves plants. My grandmother on my father's side was never really into plants. Like, she barely had any. Okay. So, I mean, it could be someone else. I mean, there's... No, they're most likely talking about the one that's still alive then because the pots and plants. And it feels like she has ongoing health issues. Ongoing? Health issues. I mean, okay, ongoing health issues and a love of plants, that sounds like my wife. Okay. Okay, so they're probably, okay, what I'm trying to say. It feels like you guys try to seek medical attention, but at the same time, you guys are not. It's, I, I feel, I see you guys going, and then I see you guys going back home. It's like you're on the edge or iffy about. We've gone, to a lot, we've gone to a lot of hospitals and literally have sat in them for like 24 hours and like because of medical care in America, like you don't always get seen like fast enough and you just give up eventually and go home. Okay. She talks fast. I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up with her. Okay. Um, so she's bringing up your wife then. Maybe that's what you need to kind of pay attention more in life and that was your wife. But I feel like I'm not sure you believe in the holistic approach, but I feel like maybe that kind of approach can kind of ease some of your wife's pain. Because I'm like I said, I'm just seeing herbs and plants. Like it can help your wife a little bit. Hmm. 
So I, I can be wrong, but I'm just I'm just relaying the messages and everything. And I just think I see cats and dogs. I see like you're just surrounded by a lot of um animals in your life and that they make concern is there something around the heart and chest area. So I don't know because they're pointing making me feel the chest area. So is there something about the chest area that's there's a couple of different I mean I mean, we, my wife has been going to the doctor for like heart issues and okay. suppo- that she think that she might possibly have. We don't think she, we don't know if she has anything. They, everything comes back fine, apparently. But, um, and there's also another like reduction surgery she's considering. So, okay. Yeah. Cause they pull it, they make point it and they're making me feel it. So, um, <laughs> so funny. They're laughing. I'm sorry. Um, I just, they're saying that you guys, I'm not sure you guys do or not, but they're saying that it's, you guys need to cut the junk food and try to live a little bit of a healthier lifestyle. But I eat junk food too. <laughs> you know? But um, we, we actually have done that for the most part. We really don't keep junk food in the house that mm-hmm. often. I mean, for the kids, yeah, but not for us. Okay. Yeah, because they really emphasize on the chest part and so that you guys need to be aware and just watch what you guys eat. And let's see. It just feels like your grandmother is saying that she never really spent much time with you like she wish she would. Like you see her and then you don't see her. It's kind of like you guys take weekends, trips, or whatever to see her. You know what I mean? My, you talking my grandmother or my wife? Your grandmother. Well, I mean, well, yeah, she passed a good seven years before I met, before I met my wife. Actually, a good, almost a good decade before I met my wife. Well, I'm saying like before you got married, it's like you... When you got to see her, you got to see her. When you don't, you don't see her. It's like she wish she spent more time with you. If that makes sense. Oh, my grandmother. I mean, yeah, of course. Yep. I mean, yeah, oh, my, yeah. My, my mom, my mom kept me away from that part of the family for a lot of time because of marital issues and whatnot. But yeah, like she, it's like she blames herself. You know why you don't get to see each other? You know she said, you know she acknowledges that you're very special because like you're. How to say it? It's like you. You see through people's crap, you know, bullshit, to put it a nice way. And so you kind of like, you feel like the outcast of family. It's always that one black sheep in the family. And she acknowledges, you know, and she's wanting to say that she loves you, she supports you. And something about a car, like I see a sedan on Ford door. What, what is that car that she's referencing? It's like a red, kind of within, within the red color realm. My, my grandfather her husband had a maroon jeep okay okay that my father eventually uh was given but i mean that's the only red car i could think of really okay because that's what she's bringing up and she's referencing that she wished you would have kept that car she said something about she's making me feel like she wanted you to have that jeep or that car because it feels like it's passed it feels like it's kind of passed down to a family like it just passed down I don't know. I could be wrong, but it's what she's making feel like. That it was. I mean, when my my dad when my dad passed, I'm pretty sure they sold it. But mm-hmm. but I mean, it was also very old at that point, so I wouldn't have really been trying to get it. That because uh, that's something I would have tried to get. I had a I had a I had a well, I didn't have a nice car at that point, but I had a decent car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just I know, you- when my dad passed, I had a brand new car. Still, kind of, it was only a few years old, so uh-huh. I wouldn't have, I would have went for an older car when I had a 
newer car that I already had. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess um I guess this is about it. Like I said, she just kind of want you know, provide a little bit of details, evidence she's still here, stuff like that, you know. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> so I hope some of the messages or information resonated, you know, and everything. Oh, it definitely did. And wow, I and it's it's actually the first time she ever came through. Like okay. I've I've had them say my grandfather and stuff like that before, but I never had her come through, and that's amazing. Oh, you're fine. She's very sweet. She's, I don't, it's just like, I don't know if you'd still remember when I, she's showing me she's dancing around my head. Like she's dancing, she's happy, go lucky. You know, she's a very bubbly, outgoing person and stuff. And I just, it just feels like you notice her presence once. She's telling me that you felt her presence once or you thought about her once. I mean, I've thought about her a lot over the last decade, but our uh-huh. last fifteen, the last fifteen years since she passed. But it's been, it's been, it's been like she was my first grandparent to go. So she was, I was in my, I was like I think twenty when she passed. So it was a mm-hmm. long time ago. But <coughs> she, <coughs> she was suffering from uh, cancer. So I mean, she, I mean, it wasn't exactly the most sad thing in the world, but I mean, it was still sad, obviously, but it wasn't like, it was a relief almost because she didn't have to suffer anymore. Were you there when she passed? It, she told me that you no. weren't there. Wait, okay. Cause she told me that you no. wasn't there when she passed. She, no, she lived in Florida. I always lived up on the, I always lived in New York, Massachusetts. At, at that point I was living in New York still. So I, I wasn't there when she passed. I, I don't know if my father was even there when she passed. I don't, I think he was, I'm not positive, but I mean, I was at her, I was at her funeral, but I mm-hmm. I wasn't there when she passed because I I, I wasn't even there when my dad passed for God's sake because he was down in Florida then too. So yeah, okay. Um, let's see what else. Did you feel like something was wrong with her on that day when she was about? Did you feel it? Something was something was wrong with her. I honestly can't remember. It's been so long and a lot of things happen between now and then so i mean it's it's i was young then so i don't remember at all like it could, i could have but it just i honestly can't remember the day she passed like i can't remember like what i was doing that day even so who knows i mean you know, she she passed in 2008 or 9 so i would have been in college still so i honestly don't know so you're fine because she's referencing that you kind of sense something was wrong or too that's why she wanted to bring it up again just bring it to your awareness that you know you're connected to her you know, some ways and form. And I just feel like the reason why she didn't come through for the other people in the mediums is because she felt like it wasn't the best time. And I thought that's how she was as a woman, too, or as a person that she she doesn't think on her, to her own accordance or her friends can be for her. Wow, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's... I mean, Jesus. I can't... I, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, that's just wow, a lot to th- a lot to think about. But I do want to thank you for coming on today, Linda. It's been mind blowing. It was, I mean, the whole episode's been amazing, but especially the end was just oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you gave me a lot to think about <laughs> over the next <laughs> couple of days. That's for sure. But and and Graham, I, I was always I was always close to you. You know that we always mm-hmm. had. We always had fun times together. So if you're listening, show yourself to me if you want. I would be happy to talk to you for a while. I, I 
miss you dearly every day. But I mean, Grandpa, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> he 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 liked to give me a hard time. But I mean, he he and, and I, he he had good intentions, but he liked to give a hard time to everybody. So, uh-huh. but. Thank you, Linda, for coming on. I advise every everyone in my audience, if please reach out to Linda. Her links will be in the description. If you want a reading, if you want a tarot reading or just a medium reading, just reach out to her. She, I mean, trust me, she she knows what she's doing because she just pretty much nailed my grandma down to a T without me <laughs> ever. And we literally this is a, we we barely talked before today, so she couldn't have known that. She there's no way she had any. You could even Google ha- most of that stuff, like so. I mean, you couldn't Google, I'm pretty sure you couldn't Google any of that. So, I mean, that's just, to me, that's the proof. When there's no, when there's no deniability, when there's no saying, oh, you could look that up online, like that's when you know it's a true, a true reading because it's just undeniable proof because stuff that no one would know ever. So, but I thank you for coming on and all my listeners, you know where you can find me. Listen to the outro if you don't. And I will say one last time before we get off the air. Thank you, Linda, for coming on. And Malima, uh, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to have Linda look into your questions, but um, you can, you can reach out to her if you want her to look into your questions. I'm sure she'd be willing to do it, and I'm sure she'd be willing to help you. So um, you can gladly. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I tagged her in the post for this on my on my Facebook, so you can find her. That's not a problem. So actually, I know I tagged her, so that's easy enough. <laughs> But thank you, thank you everybody who listened. Thank you everybody who watched. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. And I will be back on, I believe, Thursday with another interview. So I will see you then. Until then, we thank Linda for coming on one more time and have a good night. You can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant, or you can find me as Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed UQ Podcast Collective group, Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram as at JuggaloBastard or should I say X now? And you can find me on TikTok as that Juggle Ambassador Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. And you can also find me streaming on YouTube as Blind Knowledge Network, because all knowledge is blind until they admit Bigfoot exists.